two. We got cut short last time. So um, yeah, I've just yeah. noticed I am wearing the same jumper. It did get washed over a week ago. So um, I didn't. So <laughs> where we left off was talking about the importance of the leader owning these decisions and uh, you talked a bit about the the um importance of managing up or, or communicating upwards so that you can gain some level of confidence and comfort with the way the decision was made so you can actually back it and be honest about that rather than be in a real um kind of out of integrity situation yeah. But then assuming assuming I am backing it, we talked a little bit about still my own worry about this is going to upset these people or this person that I'm talking to. My own desire to care for them might lead me to disempower them by not owning the message, by watering it down, by kind of, you know, taking a stance of, oh, we fought, we, you know, we really tried, but the decision was taken out of our hands. These kinds of messages we were talking about, they don't really help people. Um, so let's pick it up from there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we were discussing also the fact that most of it comes from a place of, I want my people to continue liking me. I am a nice person. I am a decent person. I was part of the process, yes but I kind of like did my best for things not to get to this point, obviously, because as a, as a leader manager, you have the interests of the people, but also the business to, to uh, look out for. I think what is important is to be very much mindful and intentional about how you're entering that conversation. So your stance entering this conversation, what message do I want to, to send? How am I showing up? for this very tough conversation that would probably change the, the course of the life of the individual in front of me or of the group of individuals in front of me. So being intentional about that stance is very important. And I believe that the proper stance there is one that is that takes ownership, but also that comes in with a level of um, humility and openness because you don't want to be, you. yes, you were part of the process, but probably there are things that you guys haven't thought about or did not put um, sufficient weight on. So also not to be kind of like, okay, this is the perfect solution, because it's not. It's an imperfect solution in a very complex, tough um, set of circumstances. So showing up with a level of humility uh, is I think is is uh, is important. And you spoke, a, a, you said a key word there. Uh, I think it's about confidence. Um, yes, you need to understand as a leader. You need to first understand the decision making process, right? Understand it fully in terms of okay, what was taken into account? What were the different options? How did we get to this decision? Who was involved? Uh, what could have been other scenarios, all of that, understand the, the, the rational, let's say, part of how the decision uh, was made in, a, in such a way that you can show up confidently explaining it. Because yeah. I feel it's important that for the person in front of you to also understand, you know, a lot of the fears come from the fact 
fact that they don't understand how how, how could this even be possible you know yeah. so it's important to show up with this level of confidence in knowing let's say the facts and if you start with the facts at least this is something that could you know build for a common ground for the for for the conversation to happen right because there's a number of facts and then there's of course how you and the leadership team considered and interpreted these facts to get to the decision and this is what this is the gray zone but at least be confident about the facts and communicate them well because i think that that um brings a conversation to a level where you can actually build on on common grounds there so let me let me just uh roll forwards so you yeah. come into the room with me and yeah. you come in with confidence you have the facts and, and all of these things and it's uh, it's it's logically understandable and yet the impact to me is in my eyes dramatic you know i'm thinking about my family's security um, maybe the main earner in the family um and this is gonna and, and maybe i'm in a, a country where the economic circumstances are really difficult yeah. it's unlikely i'm going to be able to get a new job and i'm losing my job so now I'm in front of you and I'm a bit of a mess emotionally. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried, I'm upset. What's, what's the, how does a leader handle those moments? Yeah. I mean, one thing is handling kind of the decision aspect. The other part is handling the, the the people aspect of it, right? The reaction of the person in front of you. And again, I'm going to I'm going to share. Uh, I was at the let's say I had experience being at at the two, two sides of the table, right? On the receiving end and on the kind of like relaying, giving, deciding end. When I was on the receiving end, and that was back when I was in my first career, when I was in the corporate world. I used to work in a multinational handling a region. Um, and the decision was made to close off the regional office, which obviously affected, affected everybody in the office. This was in Beirut after the 2006 war, a lot of uncertainty in the country, a lot of regional, in Beirut there was, uh, you know, Beirut used to be a hub. And we were kind of the last um, offices here. Uh, so, I feel what was, for me, I came into the conversation with exactly that, that sense of helplessness. Uh, they, they are making a decision that will change my life. I didn't ask them to do that. You know, <laughs> why are you deciding how, how my life would, is going to be, right? I've been performing, overperforming. This is totally unfair, blah, blah, blah. This is me coming into that conversation. And thinking back, because I was thinking about these tough conversations in my experience, and thinking back, and I think what would have made it better is this sense of, had I felt a commitment from the other side that we will do everything possible to make it okay, it, it would have been, for me, I would have felt much more at ease and in a place where I can actually have an intelligent conversation. But the fact that that space of them acknowledging or the person in front of me actually not, I think what is important is for the person in front of me or the leader in that, you know, um, uh, situation 
to express explicitly uh, a commitment not to leave the conversation before things are okay. You know, a commitment to have a tough conversation that would lead to a place that is, you know, fair, okay for both parties. And I feel that commitment following, of course, acknowledging, you know, how, how bad the situation is, but also with the commitment that I'm here and we're, we're going to continue this conversation until we get to a place where we're okay, right? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think that's an important acknowledgement, but also commitment. Um, and, and that for me would have put kind of like, because you want to acknowledge the feeling, but also give the person your full, if it's there, your full commitment that you're going to do everything possible for it to be okay. And the okay bit is where you actually have the conversation and what needs to be done. Then it becomes a matter of what we're we doing, the strategy there, the different things that we're going to do. But first agree or commit that, okay, this is your goal out of this conversation to make things okay for that person yeah. with whatever tools you have. Yeah. So uh, I, again, let's keep playing with this example. So I've been speaking to someone a little while yeah. back who was, was going through, a leader going through a very significant restructure, having to tell lots of people yeah. that they're either, yeah. uh, their role doesn't exist anymore or they've got to reapply. And um, putting that commitment you're talking about present, okay? So lots of work done to um, communicate that we're here to help you transition. And yeah, yeah. there are things in place that can help you transition. We're not just pulling the plug and leaving you on your own. I'm here. We can have more conversations, these kinds of things. And yet the emotional uh, response still yeah, very, yeah. very significant. You know, some of these people are feeling that it is still the end of the world, even though you're going to help me, like this is a disaster for me. Yeah, now the yeah. question, so I, I wouldn't mind playing with that a little bit. So where, where do you draw the line in terms of your empathy and, and, when someone's staying in that space of awful, this is awful for me, whether or not it's, it really is, doesn't really matter. I guess that it's more important yeah. that this yeah. is someone in front of me who over even a couple of weeks is still distraught and upset. As the leader, where, where do I stop? Like, when do I pull back from that, either psychologically or physically? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that, I mean... That's a very real uh, and and I feel important question to to think about. One of the things is having the conversation early allows for more time for processing. And we discussed that, that not to yeah. delay things because people need that time to actually be able to process. So one of the ways to mitigate being in that situation is having those conversations early. The other place I feel is creating structures and spaces for similar conversations to happen for people to actually be able to process. It's not on you alone to have that one conversation that will solve everything. Actually, it never is the case. The problem is that we, we have that conversation and it triggers more of the exit plan or whatever the company has 
has in place in terms of, okay, what are we going to do next? These are the papers to sign, blah, blah, blah. Whereas it needs to trigger uh, a series of other conversations and interventions and spaces for processing that would go hand in hand with what you have laid out in terms of the your whatever strategy uh, for the people. So I think it's important to acknowledge that this is not a one-off to do it early, but also to create spaces and structures for similar conversations to happen for people not to be left um, you know, alone with their thoughts, uh, but rather be able to externalize these feelings and you know, go through them in a way that they would get to a place where they can actually, okay, move from, you know, I'm dealing with this tough situation to having a sense of agency. I'm able to actually now start planning my next steps. And not everybody will be at the same pace. And that's just the reality of things. What I think is important there is, is, is to show commitment as much as people are willing to engage with you in that journey and process for you to have kind of, you know, be able to respond to that um, willingness yeah. uh, with the fact that it's not gonna be the same journey for for everyone, people process differently. Um, so there, there needs yeah. to be flexibility in that process, I'm hearing. Absolutely. There needs to be, um, there needs to, I think it's, it's interesting and useful to think it's not all on me. Yeah. I, I can draw on others and I can put other parts and pieces and people in place to, and I think that's an interest, another interesting point you make about, it's not just about the mechanics, it's about creating space for the psychological, emotional processing that people need to go to, go through, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let's roll further. And forward. on that, Sorry to interrupt you there, Lee, but it's on. I feel it's on the leader to create to de by design to create these spaces for these different conversations to happen. This is where your responsibility lies in, as a leader, to to not only to commit but to follow through that commitment by creating these different structures and spaces that are psychologically safe that people are able to, if it's just venting, it's just processing for. For them to go through that journey because because it's it's almost as if people are going through um you know they they're grieving loss uh of something very important in their life uh and and it's a, it's it's process it's a cycle and it shouldn't be dismissed uh but rather more uh enabled and accompanied along the way yeah yeah I, i've had a couple of interesting chats in this last week with people going through different different challenges of a similar and different nature. And um, I think this idea of grief is an interesting one in that um, both in both cases, different circumstances, one's a corporate situation where they're having to tell people about job losses. Another is a family member who's ill, but in a different country. Yeah. Um, and in both cases, there's a lot of guilty feelings about, their role or or lack of or, or kind of failing in some way to be as su supportive as, as they would like to be or to have in the case of the corporate sense kind of that, that leader feeling like I've failed in some way I'm having to have these conversations because I failed in some way um and um I, I was struck that maybe 
it might be helpful to recognize that within that whole emotional bag, if you like, there's a probably a big chunk of grief and a little bit of guilt, right? But it's all kind of rolled into one, so it feel it feels so heavy and 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 you know we were I was talking about maybe having some level of acceptance that this is gonna be sad for a little while and there's there's a grief process not only for the people who are losing their job but for the leader who's having to take those tough decisions and tough calls right so there's an element of acceptance that this is just going to feel a bit rubbish yeah for a a while and that, that, that that feeling rubbish doesn't necessarily equate to me having done something wrong or 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 failing in some way yeah Absolutely. And I feel this, uh, you know, uh, transcends the, the, the leader to the, to a lost organization at level. And yes, it is a failure in the sense that something went wrong for, for the organization as a whole to be in this place, to, to be in a place where it has to let go of its own people or, you know, something went, let's say, not as planned, if we don't want to say right or wrong. Um, so it's important to, yes, acknowledge that there's a loss element there. We were discussing before the importance of not doing it alone as a leader to have that support system because it is it is going to be heavy on you as a, one person who is the link between that decision-making and the people kind of on the receiving end of it. And because you are the one closest to the people, this will this is a more of a painful experience than every than anyone else but also and that is for the leader and the organization it is a big learning experience it can be a big learning experience and this is where the the flip side of it so for the for the people kind of on the receiving end the flip happens when okay they start planning their future they are more active and proactive in terms of okay this is an opportunity this could be an opportunity for me to pursue whatever right so that kind of is the turning point but for for the organization and the leaders this there's another turning point which needs to happen is what are we learning from all of this what have we learned from you know this experience going through these conversations so that's one level how can we make it better you know for next time because there might be a next time but also what have we learned about what what we've been doing that led us to this point and i think that's that's a very important place to be in so processing the feelings space and a structure for that a support system for that and then go switching gears into a different type of conversation when learning can actually happen and where you know uh, a sense of agency and and you know strategizing can happen for for the for the people on both sides of the table um and what would you there's a couple of things that come to mind there what would you say to the leader who is in the midst of all of this or it's about to happen and um and they're you know really worried about it losing sleep feeling guilty feeling like they've let people down, how would you advise or what guidance would you give someone who's experiencing that? How, how do they? How do we help them through that? I think, 
giving space for them to explore those feelings is important, but also to go beyond the, the, the very first word they express their feelings with. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, whatever the way they are ex expressing it, there's always kind of an underlying real emotion that you need to tap into, right? So uh, so a, having a conversation to explore these different emotions and to acknowledge them is an, and by itself a, a way of the kind of the first step of dealing or starting to manage these emotions because you want to be fully aware of your experience before you start so you are able to manage it right so having a conversation about these different emotions that might not be they might be opposing feelings you know holding that space for for, for the, the person or the group of people to actually go through that process be able to name these different emotions and where they're coming from and then starting a conversation oh okay you know um what's useful in this particular situation how can how can you be more um intentional and what what can you do actually that is the most useful that is the most um helpful in this particular situation given everything that you've been feeling and you can reflect on your role and the possibilities there on the purpose linking back to why you are doing this, why is it is, is, is it is important for you to do this well, right? Because that will tap into, okay, my role as a leader, my sense of responsibility. Do you have that commitment to do this skillfully? It's a, it's a, it's a bad situation, but do we get this commitment to kind of, you know, change um, the tone to be able to serve the role better, right? Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I think um, to 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 build on that, the importance of acknowledging that you have and are dealing with it skillfully, right? Yeah, to kind yeah, of yeah. give yourself that that validation if you are doing a good job in a difficult situation. To sit there at the end of the day, the week, whatever, and maybe do a bit of journaling yeah. and go, okay, how am I actually handling? Give it. This is awful. How am I handling it? What am I doing yeah. well, given yeah. that this is my reality? And yeah. giving yourself a little bit of a, a, you know, a break. Give yourself some validation and acknowledge what you are doing well. Yeah. And also allow for a learning experience. It's not going to be perfect, you're, you know, but reflect on, you know, your, that very first conversation you had, you know, reflect on your experience, learn from it. And grow and grow the muscles, the the skills, uh, the vocab uh, to be able to to fulfill that role in a better way in that situation. So yeah. keeping this curious, uh, open, um, it's not going to be perfect. It's 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 far from being perfect. There's not there's not there's not one solution anyway. You are dealing with people. You're not. It's not like they can come up with a script that they can use in every situation that will have them handle it perfectly. It does not exist. And because it doesn't exist, and because you're dealing with individuals with the complexity of a human being in front of you, you need the sense of it's not going to be perfect. Be open, be curious, but reflect and learn. So at least you are improving over time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was coaching somebody 
um, another person in this situation quite recently, and they um, interestingly pointed out, they, they're kind of coming through, and they interestingly said, well, what I really need to start focusing on now is all the people yeah. that are left in the organization. Hmm. And this decision has been made for the survival of everything else you know and, and everybody yeah. else is so i need to really start shifting gears into who do i need to be um for those who are still here and those who need my leadership beyond this difficult time right so i think that not not to i think timing is important i think there's not this yeah. uh, not many things worse than somebody trying to push you to be positive about things that are horrible right yeah we've all i think we've all experienced that oh you should just you should just think of it positively you know no i'm not thinking i'm not thinking of it positively thanks very much this is a disaster right now um but so the timing of that and uh, allowing people to process as as you've described giving that space but then also uh finding a a future focus you know a a future kind of purpose and sense of yeah. mission and duty I guess that can help you move through it yeah absolutely and I think again it's not it's never an either or so caring for the people who are leaving and then taking care of the business and focusing on the business and the people who are there it is it is a tough place for a leader because you have to deal with all of these kind of competing demands and things that are pulling you in different direction. And this is why it's complex. And this is why it's it's challenging. But also the way you approach it might, you know, kind of like close the conversation or opportunities for what might happen. Like, okay, today I do, I'm caring for those and tomorrow I'm going to be caring for those. Or how can we do this in, in a different way, right? So having that type of conversation, but also engaging your people with that challenge. I think it's important for leaders to, to ask for help uh, from their people who are in the organization and who make the, the organization, you know, the, the, the place that it is um, for help, you know, to help them out in, in during this challenging time. I think it's important to be open uh, and receptive, not to... Yes, you have you you have this element of okay, you're committed and you're confident, but you're also you don't have all the answers, and you're not you know a superwoman or a superman. So engage people openly and and have them contribute to to the to shaping that journey. Yeah. I think is also important. One. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess um, encouraging uh, if if you are someone listening to this going through or staring down the barrel of some difficult transition, such as the ones we've been talking about, um, really reaching out to peers, maybe trusted peers, to to make sure that you've got somewhere to go debrief some of the more challenging feelings and um, just have that outlet. Yeah, yeah. And I think an important part to, to feel this kind of commitment to the decision and to the journey is 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 the decision making process itself i think that that could kind of like either help you or hinder you uh yeah. from having that kind of like confidence in what is going on and why we're doing it so and i think what is it yeah sorry to jump in let's let's be a bit provocative then 
Because yeah. I don't know that we've explored the scenario where I'm yeah. not happy with the way this decision was made. Yeah. Um, and yet I still have to implement it. Um, I'm not going to leave. So it's not a big enough problem that I've had a huge integrity outage. So I'm kind of completely out of sync with the organization. But maybe yeah. it's a decision that's been botched, say, been poorly handled. And now, now I'm, I have to go give some bad news about whatever. Yeah. Um, do the same principles apply? Is it different? What are your thoughts? I think what is important there is to ask yourself, what is the best way I can do that given these circumstances, right? If, if it's like in, you're in the aftermath of something, not fully, what is the best way I can do? Is there Are there part of the decisions that I can, you know, kind of like um, cling to, 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 ha to have this uh, genuine um, uh, confidence in in explaining the decision and you know and and kind of committing to it um and of course you have to be honest with yourself in terms of what you really care about in this where's your heart what do you care about right so um and and yeah most of the time but also also another thing is being honest in terms of how you contributed to this not being made the best possible way. And that's your personal learning as well. So okay. did you not speak up? What, which which co tough conversation did you avoid? Uh, what could you have done differently? Because again, you're in a position of power, you're, you, you are responsible and you have the, you are on several tables where different conversations happen. So it's it's also on you to 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 reflect on that. But again, there's nothing. Um, but I mean, the the way to kind of like uh, narrow it down is ask yourself, okay, this is the situation. These are the facts. This is my role. Be be very clear on that. What do I care about, and what? How can I approach these conversation in the best possible way? Somebody. Uh posed the question to me many years ago yeah. which I thought was quite useful which was when you look back on this in let's say a year's time what would you be really proud of in the way that you yeah. handled it yeah. Yeah. and like trying to yeah. access that that so it's not going to be perfect it's difficult all of that stuff but in a year from now when you're looking back on it and you're saying I'm really proud of the way I dealt with that. I dealt with it maturely. I dealt with it with people's interests at heart. And like you say, with with consideration to what's most important to me yeah. and from a values yeah. perspective, if I could tick that box, I can be proud of myself. And that's a useful way to engage. Yeah, absolutely. And and the and the other learning bit is next time around, what should we do? Should I, but should we do? Uh, so that whatever decision is made is a decision that we can all be proud of, right? And 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 that's that's a because this is what's staying in the in, in the organization, and that might avoid or or maybe not a, a similar situation from happening down the line. Yeah, um, potentially, yeah. 
So in some, yeah. some, you know, no situations where we've had some influence over it, those situations where we have no influence over external events and so on, all we can really do is handle them to yeah. the best of yeah. our ability in line with values. And and um, and that, I think that would extend, if I think about the different layers, as a senior manager many years ago in professional services, I had no influence on whether or not they were going to lose, you know, 200 staff. Um, yeah. What I could influence is how I held a conversation with the two of my staff that were, that were losing their jobs, right? Yeah. And yeah. I can apply that that uh, mindset of as difficult as this is, what do I care about, as you say? What would make me look back on this and feel proud of the way that I handled it? Yeah. And yeah. how can I engage with this in that way? If I'm, at a, if I'm in a more influential position, I love what you're saying about using this as a learning opportunity in an organization. So if I'm on the, you know, C-suite, I'm part of the exec team, then, yeah, I need to be considering what my contribution was if I was involved and how I could have operated differently. And also, I like what you're saying about using it as an opportunity to engage as a leadership team. Yeah. And talk about well, how how did we get into this position, and how do we avoid being in this position in the future? How can we handle it's going to happen again potentially because there are external events we can't control. When it does, what can we learn about the way we've handled it this time? So using it as a way of learning our way forwards is a a really a, a maybe I don't know I don't have enough experience of it, but I'm I'm guessing that a lot of people just kind of get through it and go, oh, thank thank goodness that's over. And don't yeah. have that learning conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And as if it's like a one-time thing and it's like, you know, it's 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 not going to happen again. And it's, uh... and you go, the, the worst thing is that you go back to the way things were, right? With zero learning, zero reflection, and just go about your day with, you know, different people, maybe different job titles, that's it, and you continue your business as usual. That could—that's the worst possible thing for an organization to go with, because that—that that means that, you know, that major change which affected this many people's lives, did not really change anything. Um, and and this is why I feel it's important for for when doing the decision making and when communicating the decision making is thinking about what value are we creating with this decision. Yes, we are laying off people, but what what are we trying to do here? What is the value that we're creating as part of this process that we are going through? And if you focus on that, then you would be more focused on the next bit and when you need to change beyond what you've done. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's a good a good place to leave it. Final question uh, for you. Did you win your tennis match this morning? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that, Lee. It was a <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> I will reflect on my game and make it a learning experience. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thanks, Doreen. Really appreciate that. Uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 